eclectic soul. My name is Jin. And I am Jen. Jin's gonna do an oracle reading this time. Yeah. So what card deck are you using? I'm gonna use one of my new ones. It's called Zodiac Oracle. It's by B-A-R-B-I-E-R-I, but it's got beautiful artwork. What should we ask them? Maybe we can tie it into today's topic. Ooh. Intuition. Yes, intuition. Let's, let's see what it will give us. So, <clears throat> what type of intuition can you give us today? And it's going to be three cards. Pluto. Scorpio. Sun. And it's the first time I'm using this deck, so bear with me. Pluto is, of course, a planet. Scorpio is a zodiac sign. And the sun, of course, is that massive big yellow ball we all rotate around. <laughs> <laughs> it's number 22. Pluto associated with the Roman god Pluto, who ruled the underworld. Small Pluto carries a lot of important human experiences, nothing less than life, death, rebirth, and sex. Ooh. Tied in with these ideas are issues of power and control, as well as finding personal freedom. Scorpio is number eight. It's water, fixed. The key phrase is first create. And it's, of course, birth dates between the 23rd of October and the 21st of November. The mysterious energy of the water takes on the fixed quality of intensity. The key phrase, I create, plays out as a motivation to create reality based on handpicked truths. In this situation, ask, what is the truth behind the facade? Things are not always what they seem. The energy of Scorpio is alluring and powerful, and it can be dangerous when pursued for its own sake rather than as a means to a healthy and balanced end. Avoid using your powers for evil. Okay, number 13 is the sun. These cards are beautiful. Wait till you see them. The sun is strongly associated with your birthday, the day you came into being and representing the needs to express your sense of self. Other issues involve variations of this, such as self-image, self-esteem, individuality, identity, and personal creativity. Planet Pluto is just dormant, cold, frigid, out there. And that's what this card almost looks like, but that's not what it completely represents. Scorpio, they're very passionate, but a Scorpio person born on that day has their stinger is their tongue. So they have to choose their words wisely. So intuition is all based on feeling. So you have to be, if you want a rebirth, you want to, I'm trying to tie it in because intuition is a 
based on my feelings. So if something don't feel right to you, back away and let it go and just be done with it. And if it comes back around again, like a rebirth, reanalyze it before you go forward. If we only go forward when it feels right, not when it still feels off. What do you think? I agree. I agree. And I think intuition can warn you when oh. things are not right too. And I think that's what that says too. Yeah. It's like I mean, you just know, you know, you should go with your gut. That's, his eyes in this is like, pay attention. Mm -hmm. Look at me. You know, I'm telling you something. Pay attention. Mm -hmm. Interesting. But yes, bear with us when we use new decks. Because <laughs> you never know what you're getting. And you'll see that on there. So the next thing we're going to is happiness. Yes. So happiness. What kind of happiness <laughs> do you have today? Well... The biggest thing that has happened to me this past week, it has to do with my Disney trip coming up Oh. in October. Uh-huh. So I was able to go online at four in the morning because that was the earliest I could go on to do it. But I was able to go in and do my fast passes for Disney World. So for those of you who don't know what fast passes are, um, in Disney World you have a magic band. It's like a bracelet that you wear that has your park tickets on it, it has your room key on it, you can hold a credit card on there. Um, it pretty much does everything. If you have a dining plan with Disney, it will hold your, your food points on there as well. Um, and fast passes are basically ride um, schedules, so you don't have to wait in line. So you pre-book them, and then they get sent to the magic band. So when you go on the ride, you scan your magic band. So I was able to go online on the Disney website and pre-schedule my rides. And they allow you to pre-schedule three rides a day. And it's a big deal because there are certain rides that have huge lines. Right. And because a lot of people go on and pre-schedule their rides, you have to make sure you're like one of the first because they only allow so many people per ride. Right. Otherwise, you got to wait in line. Right. And so I did that <clears throat> four in the morning, and I got everything that I wanted. I was very, very happy. Yay! So that was my that was my happiness for the week. Ah. What was yours? Oh, there's a few things. <laughs> a few things. Yeah. Well, I know I have said that my um, middle sister had to have surgery, uh -huh. and we didn't know when it was going to take place. Um, I'm really proud of her. She did what she needed to do. She had her surgery on Monday, and she's doing quite well. So that made me happy, made me feel good. I also found out that I'm going to be an aunt again. <gasps> so my niece Jessica is expecting her first child in February. I'm happy about that. And then the last time I told you that Taman's new album was dropped or dropping, and it did. And I listen to it every day, sometimes nonstop. And it's six songs. It's beautiful. If you got Spotify, go look for Taman, T-A-E-M-I-N. Um, click on the artist, listen to all his music. He does, he's Korean, but he sings in Japanese and Korean. His latest album is Japanese. Um, beautifully done. This whole album is very sensual. I'll just tell you that. 
Um, but today is my mom's birthday. But happy birthday, mom. She's 74. I have been wanting to get into Zumba because I want to get back to dancing. So I started Zumba on Monday. I've never taken a Zumba class. I followed like on my Wii with Zumba and other um, videos. I have um, DVDs and stuff. And I never really felt like I was a part of it. You know, it's just, okay, I'm doing this. I'm doing this. You know, I really had fun. The first night about killed me. <laughs> I, oh, I woke up every half hour because my muscles in my legs were like, girl, you haven't used us in so long. What do you think you're doing? <laughs> but when I went again on Wednesday, I have no pain. So it's like, okay, we're ready. Go ahead. And now I zoom all through the house. And time I go anywhere, I'm bebopping everywhere. So, yay, I started that. I've been doing that. I'm so happy. Dancing is fun. Oh, dancing is very much fun. I love to dance. I've been dancing since a little girl. So we should do some Irish jigging one time. <laughs> I haven't done that in a while either. But today's topic is intuition. An ability to understand or know something without needing to think about it or use reason to discover it. Or a feeling that shows the ability, or this ability. And that is from Cambridge University. And then another one I found is kind of similar, but it says quick and ready insight. Knowledge or conviction gained by intuition. The power or faculty of attaining to direct knowledge or conjunctive without evident, excuse me, without evident rational thought. That's from the Merriam-Webster, the Webster's Dictionary. How about to start it off before I say my little thing? Mm-hmm. What does intuition mean to you? Because I think this is something that is hard to define. I mean, I know you you read your definition. In the previous podcast, we had very definitive definitions, and they were mm-hmm. very clear. But I think this topic, a definition really doesn't do it justice. Because it is kind of a personal thing. Yes, it is. So let's let's just talk about what intuition means to each other. To me, since you asked, um, intuition is a feeling that I get. It's like in the pit of my stomach or my whole body becomes a sensor. And something is either telling me that I'm on the right track or something's wrong. Mm-hmm. It could go both ways. And I should listen to it. Um, normally if it's just a gut feeling, that's, it, it, it's okay. It's telling me, okay, like this morning, I told you before I came down here, something told me wait before mm-hmm. I got into the car to leave, um, not to go my original way, which is the one I want to the 202 to get here. And I avoided traffic accident. Um, I missed a track traffic accident on the 51 because I left later than what I was going to. So that was just my gut feeling. My gut feeling was telling me, you know, don't do this. Just, just go slow. Mm-hmm. Um, when I get it, like my whole body becomes a sensor or a tingling, I know something's very wrong. It, it's an alert. It's like, this does not feel right. Don't, don't go in this building. Don't go here walk away from this person it's like spider senses goes off as like you know back away mm-hmm. get away from it get to a safe location get to a safe spot everybody feels this differently because 
and has their own sense of that intuition because we're not the same. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we have our souls, but we have our brains and not everybody thinks the same way right. or feels the same way. So what does it mean to you? I think intuition is the language of the soul. So, and again, this is, you know, this is going to get kind of spiritual, Mm -hmm. but I think that, you know, you have a body and you have a soul Mm -hmm. and I think the soul is, is truly who you are. Exactly. And it goes on many journeys, many lives. And I think intuition is that the language that your soul speaks. So obviously when you're inhabiting a body, when your soul's inhabiting a body, it. Um, learns whatever language that you, you know, grew up learning or any mm-hmm. languages that you learned later. But that's just the language of the physical body. Right. And I think your soul has a language of its own. I don't think it's a spoken language, but I think souls interact and I think they communicate. And I think intuition is a part of that. I think that that's, your soul is trying to communicate with telling you things, but I think it's also trying to communicate to other people's souls as well. Right. And I think a lot of times other people's souls are communicating things to you. Maybe they don't, they're not necessarily realizing that they're doing that. And you pick up on that. And I think that that's what intuition is. Souls speak to each other. Right. And it's unspoken language. It mm-hmm. is. You know, it, it, it's a feeling. Right. People are made of energy, but I also believe that everything is made of energy. Oh, yeah. So, and I think intuition is not only just connecting to other people's souls, but I think it's also connecting to the energy in the air, the energy in objects, the energy in plants and trees and everything around you. Yes. Even the memories of a place. Yeah. Yeah. So, because I think intuition, it does have a really strong spiritual connection, um, I thought it would be kind of cool to talk about how to develop your intuition. But before we start, I want to talk about two chakras that are really, really important in this. Um, And you really want to think about this before you start any kind of um, exercises or visualizations. Mm -hmm. Um, The first chakra is the crown chakra. This is an energy point that's at the very, very top of your head, at the very, very top. Exactly. And this represents your consciousness, and not just consciousness, like your living body, but your spiritual consciousness. Um, And this is usually represented with um, either a white color or a purple color. Mm -hmm. So you can find stones that are of of both colors. So quartz is a really good one because they have clear quartz and they also have um, a purple quartz as well. Right. And what you do is you want to make sure that you... You're clear. You want your chakras to be clear before you start any kind of exercises. And what a lot of people do is they will put the stone on that chakra. So what you would do is you would put the stone on the top of your head and you just relax and just kind of imagine all the negativity just kind of going into the stone. Okay. Um, the, The next chakra that has a lot to do with intuition is your third eye. And your third eye is the energy center that's right in front of your forehead. It's where you get angel kisses. <laughs> um, the third eye represents your intuition, mm-hmm. um, but it also is your other sense. Like we were talking about, it's your soul's language, okay? Um, and it also has to do with creativity and your imagination. 
And again, you want to make sure that this is open. And the color of this is a similar to purple, but it's more of an indigo color. And again, you just want to find stones that are of the same color. So amethyst is a good one, yeah. um, or lapis lazuli is another one. Yeah. And again, um, if you're laying down, you can lay, yes. lay the stone on your forehead and you meditate. And you imagine all the negative energy going into that stone. I actually have tiny pyramids of them for my crown and for my that I will sit still for the crown or lay down with that and it's good too if you have a headache mm -hmm. you pick up lapis and you oh, yeah. stick it on your third eye and you can get rid of your headache oh, very yeah. easily and there are a lot of other chakras and, yes. and a lot of them have a lot of healing benefits that are separate to right you know just bodily things we should do one on chakras too we should yeah. we should everything just ties in I know. to one another so once you have your crown and your third eye chakra clear, you can start doing exercises to improve your intuition. Some people have a natural ability. They just, they're very intuitive. But I also believe that you can block your intuition on purpose mm -hmm. um, because you're afraid or you don't want to see things. Um, so you can kind of almost scare yourself into blocking yourself from those things. Creative visualization is a really, really good way of opening up that other sense or the other being, being able to sense the other world, maybe even see the other world as it were. Um, and what you want to do is you basically want to create a space in your mind that you can work with. And it can just be basically just imagine like an empty room that exists somewhere that you can put whatever you want into. Mm -hmm. And you can go online. There's there's tons of books and stuff where people create these things for you. But you really don't need anybody telling you what to do because it's all the same thing. It's best to create your own. Exactly. Okay? And I'm not saying that other, that other people are wrong or anything because they're not because they're creating things for them. Right. And those work for them. But you have to look with, within yourself Mm -hmm. And you have to figure out what it is that you're trying to work on, okay? If there's a specific situation that you're trying to get intuition about, you want to make sure you're only focusing on things that are going to have to do with that situation. Correct. So what you do is you sit in a chair, you lay down, whatever it is you want to do where you can just close your eyes, you can relax, go into that room, and you create a dream world, whatever that dream world is for you. And you work through whatever issues, whatever blocks that you have. And if you just want to let things just come to you naturally, then you're letting intuition in. And you're just, it, you'll just start seeing things appear on their own. Mm -hmm. Very good. Very good information. Did you have anything that you wanted to add that you had written down that go along with what I was going to say? Well, I was going to say for those who don't feel like that they're highly intuitive... But um, six simple ways to sharpen your intuition and listen to that inner voice and what it's telling you is, like Jen said, you know, go to a, a quiet place. Spend time in silence every day. Meditate. Go into, create a beautiful place within your mind where you, it's just you and, and your thoughts, energy to flow and allow intuition to be hopefully brought forth and help you clean out whatever it is you need to clean out spend time outside in nature because nature is healing 
go out into the woods, go out, put your, go walk on the beach, walk on the sand barefooted, put your feet into the water, allow your body to naturally bring itself grounded to slow down whatever chaoticness is going on in you. Do things that totally and truly bring joy to you. And then if you do have dreams, if you are feeling things, write it in a journal. Just journal your feelings. Get them out. If you have dreams, write your dreams down. And then exercise. A lot of people don't exercise anymore. Exercise is not just only to help you lose weight and stay toned. It helps make the brain clear out the stagnant. Mm-hmm. It gets the juices flowing. It creates clarity. Mm-hmm. So I do agree with what you, that was really spot on. I was like, oh yeah, she's going right where I was going to go. <laughs> I like this. See, you have to understand, we don't talk to each other about the show. We do our own thing and mm-hmm. we bring it here and then we explore it with each other and share it with you. Then there's another thing I want you to think about, which made me think because I, I didn't put this together until I read this, but morals, values, and integrity can be seen as intuition. When you live a morally good life or you're living to certain values that you hold, right? Keeps- your intuition will be there. You're, you'll be more intuitive. But when you start to let those values slide, right, that starts clouding your chakras. Mm-hmm. Um, your intuition will kind of hide away, or you know, you'll have to start working on it to to bring it back. Right. And this also brings up another point too. Made me think. Um, I think your morals and values affect intuition oh. in an outward way. Right. So, for example. There's a difference between having a gut feeling from nowhere and letting your morals and values blind you to what your intuition's actually trying to tell you. Right. So, for, uh, for example, I'll just pick something. So, like, there are certain people who are against gay marriage, okay? And in their mind, their values say that only a man and a woman can get married and that it's wrong for two men to be married or to be together, two women to be married, to be together, whatever. Okay, so in their mind, that's their value. Right. And we're not going to get into whether it's right or wrong, but if you have that, just because you have a feeling where you, like, for example, if you see a gay couple out and you see them and and you have this feeling, you're going to think that it's intuition telling you, oh, oh, that's wrong, you know what I mean? And I think sometimes... You, 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 that your people are mixing that, that, those two things up, right? You're, that's, that's not intuition. That's you having a belief about something and right. you're letting your beliefs cloud your judgment. Correct. Okay. So when you have a feeling, it's good to acknowledge the feeling. Right. Okay. But then you take it to a quiet place. Like when you get home sometime later that day, you go to your quiet place, you do your meditation and you think about that situation and you try to let go of those beliefs and see if you can look at things from a different way because you want intuition to come naturally. You don't want to force right. your opinion 
on your intuition. Right. But if you walk with mm-hmm. integrity right. and have that honesty within yourself mm-hmm. and whether that honesty and that inte- integrity in itself, whether you see that gay couple or not, right. you, you should already know with integrity you should not be passing judgment on them. Right. Because that, that there, integrity and intuition, you're keeping that chakra, the, the clarity. You're keeping that clarity there. Right. You know what? I don't live that way, but more power to them. Mm-hmm. Yes. M- morals and values are all on a positive aspect. Right. Including intuition. When you become negative in your morals, negative in your values, your intuition becomes clouded. And it dissipates. Right. So you can't be open. You get desensitized. You can't be open. You, your mind's not open. So you're not able to receive what you could be right. receiving. Right. So, yes, I get So, it. yes. So, yeah. So positivity. You always want to look at things from a positive perspective. Right. We're all different. We all see things differently. Mm-hmm. You know, it's... It's learning how to be respectful of one another. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have respect for yourself, you won't have respect for anyone. And if you're disrespecting someone else, you're disrespecting yourself. And that's how I look at it. Mm-hmm. So. But a lot of people, they don't necessarily disrespect on the outside. They just hold it in. Too. Right. So again, talking about intuition, and, and it's all on the inside of you. Right. So you are still, everybody has things that are not positive. Everybody does. And um, even though you might not show it, right. you might not speak your mind about every little thing, you still have that within yourself. So you, right. you just want to make sure that you're not letting the cloud your judgment. Even right. if it's negative thoughts about yourself, you might not really recognize right. that those are negative thoughts. Right. So, so kind of like I did with the last podcast, I want to get my hands wet here. Not literally. <laughs> Figuratively. Nah. I want to actually... Uh, Try something. (laughs) So I want to do an exercise on uh, helping people uh, improve their intuition besides doing visualizations. Because that stuff, again, is very, very private and has to be done within yourself. But there are ways that you can just start using intuition in the day-to-day. And so I want to just kind of work on a couple of exercises that people can do. What we're going to do is I I had Jin... Pick a random oracle deck off my shelf because I, I wanted to keep the intuition theme going. So what you can do is you can create your own cards if you don't have a deck, but we're using the Quan Yin Oracle. Um, and this is by Alana Fairchild, and we will put the information about the deck in the show notes and on the social media stuff. Yep. But you want to draw cards, okay? You want something with pictures, okay? So even if you have to make something up on the fly, if you don't have a deck, whatever, you can even use um, a playing card deck if you want to, okay? Mm-hmm. It doesn't have as many pictures on it, so it might be a little bit more difficult, but you want to just use something with pictures. And we're just going to shuffle this. And no, I'm not going to do a card reading, so don't worry. 
I'm just looking at the pretty pictures. <laughs> And it's a really pretty deck, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's gorgeous. I love the Quan Yin on the back of them. Okay, and just draw some cards. doesn't even matter how many. I'm just going to draw three because they're kind of big and I don't have a lot of room here. And you're going to get a piece of paper out, a journal, your laptop, whatever it is, and you're going to start writing notes. And you're not going to care about what the meanings of the actual cards are if you're using a tarot deck or whatever you're using if you're using playing cards. You don't even care what the medium is. You're not going to go into that. All you care about are the images and the numbers themselves. So anything that's on the card that's visual is what you care about. You want to leave your mind blank. And depending upon how the cards are showing up, if one card is skewed like this when you put it down to the left, and maybe it's not all the same you know, all pretty and nice. If one's like leaning more to the left or to the right, you just leave the card like that. Because again, this is all about your visuals. You want to let just everything come to you random. You want to start noticing things. You want to start noticing patterns. You want to start anything that jumps out at you. You want to jot down in your notebook or wherever that you're taking notes. A couple of things that I notice is the colors. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I've got a lot of green Okay, mm -hmm. I've got green here and green here, and then in the middle, there's a lot of like orangey yellow, yellow colors. Right. Okay, so this to me, and again, you don't want to think about it a lot. You just go with the first thing that pops into your head. And the first thing that pops into my head when I think of green is I think of earth. Mm -hmm. And what I would do is I would jot that down earth, green. Okay, the next thing is in the middle, I have this orangey thing, and the first thing I think of is like fire. Okay, and again, Maybe you thought of something else. It doesn't matter. But that's what but you would yep. you would have a different word than I would. And again, yep. these are all speaking to things in your life right now. So the more things that you write down, at the end, you actually look and see what those words all have are they similar? Sometimes that might not actually occur to you in the moment. So sometimes you'll be going for weeks and weeks and these things will start just popping into your life. Okay, so, and this is just an exercise to help you with intuition so that you can start doing this in your day-to-day. -day. So you can start noticing things in your day-to-day, -day, not just in the cards. You can go outside in your front door and you'll notice that just something random, something that's always there all the time, and you'll just notice it today. And you'll, you'll remember, be like, okay, I've got to remember that. What does that mean? So... I looked at the colors, I look at the numbers, and again, you don't even have to know what the numbers mean. You know, obviously, numerology is a, is a study of numbers. Mm -hmm. You can always look that stuff up later if you want to get, really get into it, but sometimes the numbers could just actually be a phone number, or they could be a hotel number, wow. or any kind of a number, okay? So you want to make sure you're jotting down any numbers that you see. So on these cards, I have 15. 13 and 12. What's interesting is that they're all very close together. Yeah. So again, there might be something to that. Right. Maybe they're dates. Maybe it's pointing out a particular week in a month. Right. Okay. This could be maybe September. If it's already passed, that would be the next month for me. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I would make a note of that. Um, I've got two cards with women. Mm -hmm. Okay. So again, I would make a note that there's a lot of feminine energy coming from the cards. I've got a woman who looks like she's laying down. I would describe what she looks like. Um, this one woman's looking at the other woman. This woman looks like she's playing a musical instrument. Yep. I would write that down. You could even describe the clothing that they're wearing. Um, 
even the, the names of the cards. So I've got Ivory Swan Goddess. I would write that down. <laughs> Here the Yellow Tiger Mother. I would write that down. Gates of Heaven. Write that down. So again, anything that you can see, even if it's in the very, very far background, on the Ivory Swan Goddess, I might even want to write down what it looks like she's laying on. Okay, so you could you could get into really deep detail. Um, a good uh, resource to use, especially when you're new and this is something that you don't usually do, mm-hmm. is to get a dream dictionary. Okay, dream dictionaries are really really good with symbols. Okay, you can find them online. You can buy them at a bookstore, um, and a lot of them are free online. You can just type in whatever you're looking for and take the the stuff from your list. Plug them into the the Dream Dictionary and and just see what the Dream Dictionary says. You don't have to use what they say because, again, it's a personal thing, right? Right. It might actually be applying to something that has nothing to do with the Dream Dictionary. But this is a good way of helping you if you're having, you know, issues trying to figure out what some of these things mean. Um, And then at the very end, I like to just, how do I feel? When I look at these cards, how does it make me feel? So you also want to make sure that you're not just looking at the symbols, you're, you're assessing the moment that you're in. Am I angry? Was I angry before I started? You know, you, you just want to assess everything that's going on because that skews how you view things. You always want to go back to these. So you want to let some time pass and go back to the list and make sure that you write down your feelings in that moment when you're looking back. Because again, you'll be in a different mood. Different things will be happening and... You'll look at things a different way, and that will change your perception. Okay, right. and you want to—if you had noticed anything different, jot those things down. Okay, right. and the more that you do this, the better you will be at noticing how well you're able to plan, figure out what's going to happen. This is a good exercise. I like it. Good job. So that was my creative. Yeah. What do you have? What do I have? Another poem. What? Because that's all I can seem to do is write. Yeah, but poems are good. And they're <clears throat> inspirational. Yes. So this one, I didn't give it a title. It was just something, I kid you not, something I wrote at 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Last night. Last night. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Would you stop giving my secrets away? <laughs> so, intuition of neither the mind or heart found within the stomach, soul, and gut, tingling sensation or feeling off-key, protecting myself from certain misery, helping me find a new course to run, giving me a little push or a little shove, keeping me safe from harm so I can continue living the life of a charmed. That's good. That is good. Thank you. Especially considering you just wrote it very recently. Yes. Yeah. 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 I See, I didn't like it. And then I had Jen... I, I'm going to tell you this one. I sent her a screenshot of it last night. I said, what do you think of this? And she goes, I liked it. I'm like, okay, well, I ain't going to go... I'm not going to try to work. I'm going to let it go. I, I kind of now like it. I've read it probably about 12 times since then. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I loved it, right? I don't normally share what I write with other people, but... Writing is a good example of intuition, especially if it's something where you're not putting a lot of thought into it. Mm -hmm. You know, where you're just kind of like, I'm writing something right now, and then I'm just going to share it. 
you know, like, like you did, right? Because that shows more intuition than it does. The more thought you put into something, the less intuitive it is. Yeah. Okay. You, you can think about that stuff later. Mm-hmm. But when you're actually in the moment, that's where intuition is. It's in that moment, in that initial moment. We're done, right, with this episode? Yes, we okay. are. Well, thank you for joining us again. Um, we hope we you come back and join us every other time. We hope you give us some input. Hope you would join us at eclecticsoul.org or on Facebook. If you happen to have a Facebook account, you can find us at eclecticsoul.org on Facebook. You can use the little at sign. We also have email. If you'd like to send us an email, and that is eclecticsoulpodcast at gmail.com. And when you get to our website, you would be able to locate our personal IG accounts, my Twitter account, Jen's Music and Mystery website. And uh, we thank you for joining us. And um, I, before I stumble over any more words, have a wonderful, blessed <laughs> two weeks. We'll see you in a yes. couple weeks. Thank you very much. Thank you, everybody. Goodbye. Bye.